listening to the weekly sermon from Antioch East Baptist Church, located in Magnolia, Arkansas. For more information about our faith and local congregation, visit AntiochEast.com. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to Romans chapter 5. Let's start reading in verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now that's what we've already preached. And here's our text for exposition today. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. This is part two of the last sermon we preached. It's the benefits of belief, the benefits of salvation, the benefits of knowing Christ. Part two. But the I have chosen for a specific title, a hope-filled sanctification. A sanctification is, number one, it is immediate. When we're saved, we are separated unto God and changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. But we also began a lifelong process of sanctification. And so that's what he describes here uh, generally is a little bit of the process of sanctification. Now listen to me. That surely will happen in every Christian's life. He says there, not only that, but we glory. What's he talking about glorying in? Tribulations. <laughs> Tribulations. And remember this is a benefit of being saved. Your tribulations. Wow. That don't make sense, does it? But a benefit of knowing Christ is the tribulations that come in your life. And the word rejoice there in verse 2. Look at verse 2 there. It says, through whom also we have access by faith. Hallelujah for that. Into the grace in which we stand. Glory to God. And not only that, but we rejoice. What do we rejoice in? The hope of heaven. The hope of the glory of God. We rejoice. Of course we rejoice that one day we're going to heaven. Amen. You should rejoice at that. But then he says, but not only that, we, now listen, rejoice. Now the New King James Version says glory, but it is the exact same Greek word as in verse 2. It means to rejoice. They both mean joyful boasting. The benefit of tribulation is assurance of salvation. That is the benefit of tribulation that it leads you into understanding I am saved. I know that I am his. Tribulation is the beginning of a process that gives assurance that we are born again. This is not a process that might happen 
or could be completed. It is a process that will, in fact, be completed in every Christian, no matter no, uh, uh, what circumstances and whenever tribulation comes, this process will be completed. Now we're going to look at four steps of sanctification here, or of this sanctifying process. And the glorious reason it is completed every time in God's elect. We also glory in tribulation knowing, knowing, period, that tribulation produces no might, no could, no it could happen. He says we know that it will produce these things in your life. If you're saved, you can't get caught in the middle of this process and not complete it. It will happen in your life. That's why we rejoice in it. Number one, we have the pressing. The first thing that happens in this process is the pressing. And that is the word for tribulations. That's what the word means. That's why I use the word pressing there. Anything which burdens the spirit. Anybody know about that? Anybody understand that? Anybody been going through that? Any at all? To quote Barney Fife, I got them, you got them, all God's children got them. Now, he wasn't talking about tribulations. He's talking about uvulas. But anyway, same thing goes. I got troubles, you got troubles, all God's children's got troubles. Amen? We were not promised he'd save us from troubles. Listen, we still have an unredeemed flesh and we still live in an unredeemed world. We are going to go through tribulation and trials. We all have trouble. Number two, the perseverance. And that's the very word that's in the English translation is the word perseverance. It means this, the capacity to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances. It means endurance, being able to endure. And tribulations produces endurance. Not might, not could, it will. Are you listening to me today? It's going to produce endurance. I like Thayer's, as I said a minute ago, and that's a certain uh, lexicon, and you can get one if you want to. Uh, but this is what he said about that word. Now listen, steadfastness, constancy, endurance, the characteristic of a man who is unswerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings. It's the man and the woman that sees trials and says, bring them on. I can handle it. No, my God in me can handle it. What God has done in me can handle it. It does not mean that we do not struggle in faith. I struggle in faith, people. I do. I struggle. I quit a hundred times a week sometimes. Sometimes I get low, I get backwards, I get mad, I even get mad at God, do you? It does not mean that we don't say faithless things. It does not mean that we don't question. But what it means is at the end of the day, we continue. We continue. Oh, 
it's been many dangers, toils, and snares that we've already come. But guess what? We've come. We're here. We'll still, we're still here. Matthew 21, 28. If you are discouraged because you feel like you have let God down because you got weak in your faith. You got weak in the faith. You said some things to God you shouldn't have said. You did some things that maybe you shouldn't have done, but and you're feeling bad about it. Listen, but what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards, he regretted it and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise, to the second son and likewise. He, and he answered and said, I will go, sir. But he did not go. Now, which of the two did the will of the father? And they said to him, the first. And Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. Amen. He's talking about the Jews. What's this saying, Brother On? It's saying he had two sons. And one said, I'm not going to do what you say. But then he felt bad about it and he did it. I don't know why in the world he didn't say, the father told Ron Owen to go and work in the field. And he said, no. But he did it. He did it. But there are some of you here, and I know, I know, listen, there's many people that have come to this church in the 11 years I've been here, and you were beat up and scarred from, an, from another place that you came from. For, for different reasons, and you came, and you joined, and you told me of other people from another place. You said, I'm going to try to get them to come, but they didn't, and they quit. And they're not going to church anymore. They're not serving Jesus. Let me tell you something. That's because they do not have the assurance of salvation. Why are you here and they're not? Because what was inside of you is real. What is inside of you is real faith, real grace, real, real salvation. When, tribula when tribulation comes, remember, by the way, here's the thing. This, and I tell you this all the time. But if you get tired in the battle and you get weary and you want to quit, just remember this. When you get mad because of things in your life, remember what you deserve. Yeah. My mother used to say this to me all the time. She said, I used to complain about the holes in my shoes till I saw a man who had no feet. Let me tell you, you say, Brother Ron, why am I getting all this? I don't know, but i tell you what, you're getting better than you deserve. Right? Because we're all sinners. And every good gift... And every tribulation, as we find out here in these verses, is a blessed gift from God Almighty. We have the pressing, the tribulation, the perseverance, because that's what makes it, that's what it does in the Christian life. It just gives you perseverance. The proving. Number three, the proving. It's the word character. The word character means to try to learn the genuineness of something by examining and testing. That's what that word character means. It means the examination to prove that something is genuine. That's what tribulation and the pressing and the perseverance, and that's what it is. It's a proving that what you are is genuine. There are these lead blocks that a printer makes to put in a linotype machine to make type. First of all, you got to melt it down so you can form it. My dad had a big furnace in the back of his shop. I remember it. 
and, uh, and, and he would get all the lead, all of the type that has been used up, and he'd take everything that was already used, he'd put it in that pot, and he would heat that lead up, and all the impurities would come to the top, and he would scrape it off. And you know what was under the impurities and under all the trash and the mess? Lead. And the more it was purified, the better quality it is. Why do you think the Bible says that the streets in heaven, that heaven is paved with, the new Jerusalem is paved with, is transparent gold? That means it is pure gold. And it is the same with you and me through the tribulations and the pressings and the endurance of our life. God is pressing us to make us better, to sanctify us, to make us more like Him. And the impurities rise to the top. And there may be momentary lack of faith, but God, through the Word and through friends and through church and through music and through worship, makes it rise to the top and He scrapes it off and we come better as heaven comes nearer. And our character is shown. Things valuable when heated come out better than they were. Hebrews 10.34 says, For you had compassion on me in my chains. Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, I contest it's Paul, but it may not be. But he said, And joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an endearing possession for yourself in heaven. <laughs> Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. In other words, he said, keep on keeping on. For you have need of endurance, so that after, what does endurance do? Listen, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. What does that mean? That means tribulation is not going to knock them off their block because they're living by faith, not by sight, not by feeling, not by their own desire, but by the faith in Jesus Christ. And if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now listen, here it is. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. That's what tribulation does. You go through that tribulation, you get down, you get mad, you get even unchristian, but then God keeps working and you have the Holy Spirit and one day you wake up and you say, how dare I say these things? How dare I do these things? I believe in Christ. I'm going forward. And the process of tribulation works itself out and you come through as my mother used to say smelling like roses proving what that what we have is real and that who is ours is faithful and that where we are going is sure the persuasion the end is the persuasion because look at it says, look at it, look what it says. And not only this, but also glory and tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope. What is hope? Now, as I've explained this to you, hope is not a maybe so. In the Bible, it, it's like faith. It's the same thing as faith. It is a confident expectation. Many of us have gone through trials and tribulations, hurts, disappointments, wounds, there you are. Here I am. We're still here. We're still fighting. 
We're still loving. We're still praising. We're still forgiving. We're still going. What's the difference? And here's my fifth point. And I called it the praise. We're going to give the praise for why this is happening in us. Why and how does this process happen? Look there in verse 4, verse 5. Now, hope does not disappoint. In other words, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Again, there's another reason. This process will be completed. You can't stop short. The only people that stop short in this process are lost people. Now, hope does not disappoint because why? Because it's not of you. It is of the love of God that has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. <laughs> Let me give you. I'm going to take the last one first. Now, forgive me, Lord, if I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to take the last one first. First of all, we have the Holy Spirit of God. That's the difference is that inside of us is the Holy Spirit of God. Now, listen to 1 John 1, 19. Listen to it. Listen. 1 John 2, 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Why do people quit the church? Why do people quit the Lord? Why do people, well, they're just backslidden. Not usually. Not usually. That's not usually the reason. The reason is this right here in 1 John 2, 19. They never were of us. For if they had been of us, now I'm not speaking, this is God. If they had been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. But they went out from us that it might be made manifest that none of them were of us. These are not the ones that when pressed by tribulation, no, 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 excuse me, let me get back. These are the ones that when pressed by tribulation, they do not preserve. They are not proven and they cannot have the persuasion of hope. But listen to verse 20. 1 John 2, 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Some have written, you have an unction from the Holy One. All it means is you've been baptized, born again by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you why you endure. Let me tell you why through all the trials that you've had, that you're still here serving God, believing God, trusting God, loving God, is not because you're good. It's because He is good. And he has changed you. I'm different. The second reason that this is a process that will take place in your life is because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. What is meant by the love of God? He explains that in verses 5 and through 6 through 8. But when we were still without strength, when we didn't have the strength for righteousness, when we were too weak to forgive, when we lacked the ability to endure tribulation, in due time, Christ died for me, the ungodly. 
For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, or perhaps, I'm going back to my King James quotation, perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love that has been poured out upon us and that while we were sinners, when we were his enemy, when we were away from him, when we were rebels, Christ died for us. My friend, make no mistake about it. We love him and we love others because he first loved us. We've all been dashed on the rocks of adversity and angst. But for those who come through with hope, the difference is that between the rocks of adversity and them is the rock of ages. Is the rock of ages. That's the difference. Christ died for the ungodly. Thus, pouring upon everybody here that knows Christ the love of God. That's going to make the assurance that when tribulations come in your life, you're going to come through them a better Christian, a stronger Christian, and you will still be here. And by here, you know what I mean, serving Jesus. He knows the bitter, weary way, the endless striving day by day, the souls that weep, the souls that pray. He knows. He knows. He knows how hard the fight has been. The clouds that come our lives between, the wounds the world may never see. He knows. He knows. He knows when faint and worn we sink, how deep the pain and how near the brink of dark despair we pause and shrink. He knows. He knows. He knows, oh, thought so full of bliss. For though on earth our joys we miss, we still can bear it feeling this. He knows. <laughs> 